Here the old gods are dead. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, y'all. This is the Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look at us in unison. Oh, sing. Um, uh, so, okay, um, let's harmonize. Uh, Sorry we're late. I oh, had to take I'm the I'm really sorry. I'm really, <laughs> really sorry, Nikki. Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, no, I had to uh, take a day off yesterday because Olivia Newton-John died and that really impacted me and Rebecca very deeply. Um, so much so that our technology stopped working. Yeah, Rebecca's uh, kinetic abilities just... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I'll maybe one day I'll reveal the kinetic abilities that I have. Did I mean telekinetic? The same thing. Kinetic's just moving. All right, all right. So it's telekinetic. I I was in my carriera once. Let's make that next week's spooky hole. Um, because Mm. I've got one for today. I still Um, think we call it spooky hole. like seriously well there's no other name if somebody wants to come up for a name for the segment that is not spooky hole i would like to hear it yeah me too because i'm drawn a blank yeah so we released merch there is actually mere merch too because we had released like a white a white line that kind of had like lewis chessman designs on it and i quickly realized that all our listeners are goths, goths. and emos so so I've made black. I've made a black. I've made a black. Two different black T-shirts that are available on the Creepy Wee Podcast. So co.uk slash merch. Oh well, nothing's really gone on in our, in our lives. So we thought we would do a new segment where me and Liam give you our ins and outs in yeah. our summer. Maybe. When when nothing's happened. <laughs> when nothing's happened, that's what we talk about. So I'll go first. Um, my outs this week are Olivia Newton John. <laughs> Oh, I really did. Like, I did cry. I did. Oh, same. <laughs> I watched same. Grease last night while I was like writing a presentation, and I was like, just like crying, and I was like, <laughs> like Grease. Guess mine is not the first heartbroken or whatever, but for real. Also, Xanadu is such a cunty song. Not related to Grease, but related to Livinia and John. Her episode of Glee. <gasps> 
I, I was thinking the only way to like um, commemorate her correctly would be to watch Glee and then immediately after watch the episode of Glee where they do the physical. Um, That's so <laughs> funny. Please, please look it up. Olivia Newton-John Glee. Olivia Newton-John Ma- Sue Sylvester Glee. <laughs> R.I.P. Queen. No, like, honestly, what a legend. Um, my other is, I think I've seen this film before, but I'm going to stop dueling. I'm on my last Joe pod. I'm sure I've said this like three other times on the podcast that I'm going to quit Julian. The problem is, is that I didn't want to stop. I just really like it. Like, <laughs> like I didn't want to stop because there's no reason for me. Well, obviously there is reasons for me to stop, like bad lung health, gum disease, et cetera, et cetera, mm. which haven't caught me yet. So I do actually want to get caught out with gum disease because that can lead to like other bad illnesses. But the main reason why is just I would rather spend my jewel money on like pet roll food <laughs> no, cost, cost of living, living really <laughs> cost of living crisis coming for my jewel pods like i did a budget and i was like jillian just isn't it's in this. not sustainable yeah so my little morsel of happiness my jewel is slowly being taken away from me this this honestly is my last jewel pod like i cancelled my subscription so that's you that you cancelled your subscription before yeah, and they look really at me. When you go when you go to cancel, they're like, Oh, do you want to just pause it for three months? And I was like, No, I'm being serious, I'm cancelling it. And they were like, mm, we think you've cancelled before. <laughs> um But I'll bend the device this time and all my chargers, because I've not done that before. So those are my outs. What are your outs, Liam? Uh my outs are p- people uh questioning my English capability <laughs> three times in the past two three days i have had events where it's like what are people expecting right now so i was in work and i was serving someone and she was like your english is really good (laughs) (laughs) i was like thanks i've lived here my whole life i always hope so um and then i was in greg's today because i was treating myself because because yeah grx it's not grx yeah, because I had a presentation today that was worth like a uh, subs- uh, substantial amount of my grade and it went okay. So I decided oh. to treat myself. And then the woman who was serving me was talking to me like really slow and really loud. And then when she gave me the picture, it's like, it's hot. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, the- Either you don't look like, like you didn't look English or you look thick and people, <laughs> people are just cheating you like you're dumb I know. And I was like, it's hot hen <laughs> i'll never overcome the bimbo allegations uh but my other out is taylor swift uh out are taylor swift like her emissions from her private jet um <laughs> so funny though like obviously like t- like if you didn't ken taylor swift and other celebrities were called it in an article for having like done so much carbon damage and emissions because they fly in their private jets everywhere and it's so hilarious because taylor swift's pr team came out and they were like but she's been letting other people like use her jet like Taylor's letting her poor friends use her private jet. And then also in the article, it was saying that the Kardashians have been taking like 10 minute flights for like somewhere else in LA (laughs) to go to Calabasas. It's so fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, people were like, oh, it's a recalibration flight. Like it's so that the the plane is at where they are instead of them going to the plane. And I'm like, how does that make it better? (laughs) How does that make that scenario better? uh, It's just like having to use like 
tote bags and stuff buy your tote bags at the Kufu podcast slash man <laughs> but just using tote bags and like starbucks doing like weird shit like taking the plastic straw away but adding a lip onto the plastic cup which kind of acts as a straw which uses more plastic than the original lids and the straw combined whilst we must su- yeah we must suffer yeah. whilst taylor swift like jet sets around the globe producing more carbon than i will in my entire life in 10 minutes no and did, did she's someone, not even on tour was one of the like data figures or whatever not that the emission from her private jet in a year is like the same as like average adult in india in like four thousand years <laughs> yep that's insane like, i've always like joked that like taylor swift's my favorite capitalist because i obviously knew she was near like she isn't brilliant because she's got like 20 20 million properties that it was mainly the like property thing that bothered me um can like fuck landlords but (laughs) i don't know just like people the people who were like the stands on twitter who were like fighting amongst each other but if they should support taylor or not and i'm like you can still listen to her music like it's not like she's fucking gary glitter yeah and this (laughs) and this like uh surprisingly coming out to cover up like uh beyonce scandals at the same time (laughs) beyonce's pr team are evil like they are insidious they said "Uh, let's go for taylor swift today (laughs) beyonce on the on the precipice of being cancelled and then like bad news comes out about taylor swift who's no had shit for a couple years and it was someone that was like almost as famous as her you know what i mean like it's, it's just convenient wow isn't that convenient (laughs) Well, that being said, my next in um, for the next couple of weeks is actually going to be flying on private jets. <laughs> <laughs> I, we should all just it's start such, flying on private it's jets. It's such a hot thing right now. <laughs> Creepy Wee Podcast is buying a fly- private jet with the like five pence that we made, made off of selling t-shirts. <laughs> Speaking of, my other in is our merch. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> Happy Pramon. My in, my first in is this very specific video of Carson Kressley, style superstar Carson Kressley, who is a mainstay judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, if you don't know who Carson Kressley is. Um, And it's this video that he posted in like December 2020, or maybe 2021, I'm not sure, but I think 2020, um, where he was like on his Instagram story and it was just him like looking at the camera and like sort of twirling like spinning but I don't know it just made me laugh so much at the time and every couple months I come back to it so that's in for me right now (laughs) Um, (laughs) and my other in is uh Paula Abdul being in a plane crash of which there is no record for with seven other people (laughs) um Paula Abdul keeps saying she was in a plane crash that (laughs) no one has record of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and people keep like trying to figure out like the timeline and they pinned it down to somewhere like between June and July in 1992 and then other people are like but she did release an album in 1993 like it just flopped so maybe <laughs> and I was like well maybe it flopped because like she had still had concussion or something because apparently <laughs> she was in the plane and it, it was like a yeah. seven person plane so that's how there's no record of it allegedly it was um, Taylor Swift's private jet <laughs> it was Taylor Swift's private jet <laughs> and then um the plane started falling and then her head hit the ceiling and then she woke up and everyone was all seven of them were like holding hands or something is i don't know and then that is the basis of um the tv show lost (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> when Paula Abdul watched Lost and identified with it so hard that it became her reality. Should we get into the little spooky story? Yeah. The continuation of the one for the last Oh my god, I forgot that that's what our saga was at the moment. I'm so excited. Our saga, our Uncle Alan saga. Everyone's Uncle Alan. The people's uncle. Our Al. Our Al. If you didn't remember, your bestie Zoe wrote in about her uncle who was haunted by his dead neighbour. The rundown is that Alan's just haunted, no particularly by anybody, but there's another shorter story here that Zoe wrote and she says, My uncle and aunt are involved in the film industry, it's how they met and they worked on several projects abroad together while starting out, which is great and fun until it gets spooky. They were filming a small independent film on location in an Italian mountainside village with an old church and cathedral being the focus. Subsequently, that was where they were staying. Fuck that. No. 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 I I could be convinced. I just think churches hate rancid energy. They're very charged. Yeah. Like, I do feel watched when I go into a church, and maybe there's something to think about that. Anyway... (laughs) Mostly it was fine. It hadn't had much happen aside from the general ominous feeling of being out of place by being somewhere that was incredibly old. Till one night, Alan woke up in the middle of the night to see that the door to the room was open and that big black clawed hands were reaching around the edge of the door. What is it with Alan and like these ghosts just opening (laughs) opening his bedroom door? They did not need permission. They said, hi. Hi, Alan. Hi, gay. (laughs) So these big claws are like wrapping around the door. Alan said that he was really awake. Like he felt really alert, but he was frozen in fear. And he didn't move when the dark figure loomed its head around the door to stare at him. And he said that it looked like Anubis or like a dark dog or like a human body so like if anybody doesn't can like please google anubis it's like an egyptian god and he said that it didn't come any further but it just stared at him for the entire night and alan didn't move he eventually drifts off to sleep like nearer the morning and he didn't say anything to his wife uh but she was like oh did you hear the door open to her room last night she never looked she kind of just lied with like her eyes shut but the door was like really old and it had like steel handles and locks so like it was like quite a heavy door so it mm-hmm. isn't something that should have just like swung open in the middle of the night and then Zoe wrote, I joked that maybe Anubis just wanted to curl up at the end of the bed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's cute. That made it me less cute. scared in the end. Yeah, a nice touch. I'd like to speak. I'd like the stage, reclaiming my time. Today's episode is about aliens by popular demand. No way rigged. <laughs> no way rigged. That was the clear winner. Yeah, so I have my own story about when I was abducted by aliens. <gasps> Yeah. I so you were doing this. I was on this like seven seater plane and I was sitting right next to Paula Abdul. And <laughs> uh, um, no, seriously, seriously. It was like 1992. Um, <laughs> and all of a sudden there was this light in the sky. Uh, we hit turbulence. Paula hit her head. She doesn't remember the rest, but then aliens took us on board their ship. Uh, they said, hold hands. And then they just beamed us down again. Like they beamed us to safety out of the turbulence. And then Paula woke up and that's all she remembers. But, um. (laughs) (laughs) No, me, like you text me about this. You were like, oh, I'm going to do my own abduction story. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, should we get into this episode? I guess. Okay, we'll take a wee break, see, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some aliens. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Basically, I'm going to start us off by setting the scene of how Scotland is surprisingly <laughs> like a UFO capital of the world sort of thing. I'm going to be talking about Bonnie Bridge, funnily enough, a village with a population of 5,500. I should, you know and the Falkirk Triangle. So obviously there are multiple well-known UFO alien encounter hotspots across the globe. One of the most famous being Aurora, Texas, for the Aurora, Texas UFO incident in 1897, where citizens claimed to have seen a disc-shaped object in the sky in the early hours of the morning. However, Scotland has its own UFO hotspot, that being the town of Bonnie Bridge. Me is a bridge. Me is a bridge. Because <laughs> it's Bonnie. <laughs> Yeah, Bonnie Bridge is a smallish town, as I said, with a population around 5,000. It's give or take like four miles outside of Falkirk. So keep in mind the size of this village is about 5,000. Yeah, so there are hundreds of supposed UFO sightings here annually. So many that it is in fact considered the UFO capital of Scotland. I did the calculation because one, um, a couple sources, one being the Daily Mail, um, said, oh. <laughs> said that there's like 300 sightings in a year here of UFOs. I don't know how substantiated that is, but if that's true, that's one sighting per 17 people <laughs> in the village. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> um, just like the A7E, which we talked about um, last time we did the UFO episode, Bonnie Bridge lies within the area known as the Falkirk Triangle, which much like the infamous Bermuda Triangle is rumored to be a doorway between our dimension and another. <gasps> Um, this triangle encapsulates much of the area between Stirling and Fife and also like encloses areas on the outskirts of Edinburgh. Do you believe in like the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. I think it's fun. So yes. Yeah, it's whimsical. I'll give her that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where do you think the portal goes? Um, where do you think it goes? Hell. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if there's one in Falkirk as well, I think it goes to the realm, you know, the F word realm. I don't want to say their names anymore. We give them too much clout, but like if there's oh, one the in fairy Falk- realm. Okay, Stop. I, you kept saying F word, and I thought you meant like the slur. I mean, they're interchangeable words. 
Um, yeah, if it's in Falkirk, if it's in Scotland anyway, I would say that it does go to the fairy realm. Yeah. That was kind of your slip. Yeah. So anyway, this is supposedly what accounts for these 300 sightings annually. One of the most famous of these sightings is the Hanging Star incident. Uh, that is an account by James Walker, which seems to have started many of the Bonnie Bridge sightings, like Trendsetter. That was the inn of that year. So <laughs> in 1992, James was driving between Bonnie Bridge and Falkirk. And at one point needed to stop his car when in front of him he saw like a big bright star-like object blocking his path. The object suddenly shot away like really fast. And then James being gooped and gagged drove away from the area swiftly. Now, if we recall, there is a plane crash in 1992 that there is no record for. <laughs> Not that being Paula Abdul's plane. <laughs> I think the hanging star was Paula Abdul's plane crashing. Okay, there's no record of it, so there, no it actually could be. Well, maybe people were looking for a plane crash in the US and they didn't think, let's check Scotland in Bonnie Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't the only account by far. I read in a Scotsman article that the UFO related complaints, or complaints of objects in the night sky at least, that were being taken to a uh, Falkirk councillor at the time, Billy Buchanan. They've been taken to his political surgery in such high volumes that in 1993, he held a town meeting, <laughs> allegedly. That's what I read in this article. I'm calling a town hall. <laughs> I just imagine it being like Parks and Rec or something. It's like the fucking Salem witch trials. <laughs> um, but this man really did seem to like milk the UFO narrative for all it was uh, worth. And good for him. Like He really made a name for it. That's what Roswell did. They've got like a UFO-shaped McDonald's. There's when a Bonnie Get one. There's a sci-fi TV show called Roswell, New Mexico. Like they. Oh are... my god, Tom Hanks' the son is in that. It's so bad. Which one? Oh, the original Roswell that came out in like the 2000s. Not Chet Hanks, the oh. other one. The other one that looks like Tom Hanks. It would be so exciting if it was Chet Hanks. I can't imagine. Chet it. Hanks probably would have done a better job. I'm not gonna lie. That's cunty though. For real though, there have been so many Bonnie Bridge incidents. My favourite one actually though is apparently a group of cleaners said they were late to work because they saw five UFOs. (laughs) (laughs) Me when I'm I'm late. No, it gets better. (laughs) When they came forward, it stimulated so many people saying they'd seen UFOs, which I just think is so funny. It's like, uh, like I am Spartacus sort of (laughs) vibes. No, I've seen a UFO. (laughs) I I would do the same thing though. Like I'd be like, Oh yeah, I seen orange lights in the sky last night. That's why I was I was late for work today. <laughs> I was still trying to figure it out. In fact, I think I see them right now. I better go home. <laughs> Scottish people in there need to like insert themselves in every so many <laughs> Me, literally me. me. And I'm doing it right now. But yeah, that's um the Falkirk Triangle. Take from that what you will, but I enjoy it. I think I think my story might actually lie in the Falkirk Triangle. Probably they all do three hundred a year. Well, you know, it's in living. It's in Livingston. I guess. Come on, Livingston. Did you can that? No. Okay, actually, can you look this up? Can you look up the "Come On Livingston" song? I'm on Macintosh. This is "Come On Livingston." Can you come that closer to your mic? Come on, let's try oh. <laughs> to send out a message. We're gonna reach for the sky. We can save that dream and make it our own. 
take it step by step. Bring <laughs> it on home. Here we go. Come on, living <laughs> We gotta go on now. <laughs> Together we can make it. So that's them. Livingston's own version of you're a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Livingston, I think the most famous UFO incident in Scotland is this one. I can remember reading it in several like UFO and conspiracy books when I was wee, because obviously that is what I did as a child. <laughs> um, wow, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and here we are. So this is normally called the Robert David Taylor incident or the Deckment Law UFO incident. Robert David Taylor, who we're just going to be calling Bob Finon, was a respected forestry worker who was 61 years old at the time of this incident. And he was just a few years off retirement when he was employed by the Livingston Development Corporation in the Forestry Commission, working in the woodland area close to the town. At around 10.30am on the 9th of November 1979, Bob and his dog Lara, a seven-year-old red setter, oh. were making their way through the fir trees lying on the lower slopes of Deckment Law. As they approached a clearing in the wood, they were shocked to see. I love how in my source it says they. <laughs> they, were, they were shocked to see that about 12 yards in front of them was a large circular object which was either hovering in place or resting upon free metal legs that were quite thin basically like one of the like old timey looking ufos so it's like a kind of like a disc with like like ridge around it basically and then like a wee dome in the center next to this object was two smaller objects that kind of looked like sea mines like world war ii like like from minesweeper yeah like the spiky mines that you find in the sea they were all dark metallic gray although some parts of these objects were see-through and then other parts it kind of looked like sandpaper as bob got closer to the objects the wee mines like kind of like hopped down and ran across the floor like spun around (laughs) on the floor like kind of sounds like something to doctor who and they approached him like very swiftly and each one of them like stopped at either one of bob's feet then we spikes came out for them <sighs> and attached themselves to his legs so he was like pinned wait and... that is like a thing from doctor who no yeah it gives doctor who they basically rip his rip down the seams each trousers and they drag him towards the ufo at this moment bob recalls smelling something that was so putrid that it made him like bulk and choke I definitely <laughs> <shite>. <laughs> <laughs> Air the noise he could hear lara barking furiously and he heard a clear hissing sound and then the next thing he remembers is coming to Wee's face planted firmly in the wet grass and mud and the objects were no longer there. Mm. Lara luckily had nay left him. (laughs) She was panicked and Bob was unable to calm her because he had lost the ability to speak. He's in a really bad state of shock. Uh, He struggles to his feet and he goes back to his van which is parked on the outskirts of the forest and he's unable to start it so he staggers a mile back to his house in Livingston. His trousers were later found to be torn and his legs were cut and bruised. It has been suggested that this happened during his confused period where he staggered home because he had to climb out a barbed wire fence <laughs> to to get yeah. out of the forest or something like that when he was I think he was just being daft and forgot his way home. <laughs> so eventually he gets home and his wife Mary <gasps> gasps when she sees the state her husband's in and apparently when he says that he had been attacked by a spaceship she goes oh don't worry there's no such thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is clear that Bob was the victim of some sort of event, even if it does have a mere down-to-earth explanation. So Mary, like, panics and she phones, first phones the doctor, and then she phones Bob's boss, the head of the forestry department, to report the incident. Uh, the forestry department then do a quick check on indictment law, and workers fail to reveal anything out of the ordinary or no sign of an alien craft or a gang of thugs, which was another explanation put forward by some when they heard about the incident. They thought he'd maybe just been mugged. The local police were then alerted. Now, this is why this story became so famous, is that the police actually investigated this as an as an assault, mm-hmm. essentially. So, like, if you ever Google this, it'll be like the UFO incident that was investigated by the police. So the police are called, and Bob actually joins officers after insisting that he revisits the spot where he had been attacked. The police and Bob both note that there's an extensive ladder-shaped impression on the ground where Bob reckoned the craft had been standing, indentations revealed the path along which the spherical objects approached him and marks in the earth supported Bob's claim that he had been dragged towards a larger object before being released. It is early in the morning in November so I would say Mm. that the grass is pretty wet and muddy so if he had been dragged it would be pretty easy to see and apparently it was a state when he came home so the police take Bob's account seriously and a criminal investigation is soon underway and this of course didn't mean that Bob's explanation he's seen an alien craft was in any way accepted as a basis for the incident, but Bob appeared to be perfectly truthful as a witness and he had clearly experienced something which could be seen as a physical assault. Yeah. The involvement of the police then ensured that this incident received nationwide publicity. Uh, despite the considerable media attention and widespread search, no clue as to the source of Bob's attack was ever unearthed and the file on Bob's encounter remains open. And the police did confirm in their inquiries that Bob's trousers bore two significant tears, which had been made in an upward direction. So I don't know if the barbed wire would have like no, that would be down went the upward down. Yeah, so that's mysterious. His legs were also cut and bruised in the same areas, and something or someone had definitely caught hold of him with a really powerful grip enough to damage his clothing and mark his body. Apparently his legs were pretty badly injured. <laughs> Interesting, the incident remained high and it's now one of the most famous annals in ufology, or ufology, however you want to say it, and Bob Taylor has consistently stood by his account. When the author, in my source, Ron Halliday, spoke to him in January 1998, that was when I was born. <laughs> Bob, in spite of having suffered a stroke and heart attack in his later life and the Lucy's wife, um, confirmed the reality. And as far as he was concerned, he kens what he saw and he kens what he had been through. Mm. Uh, he added that up to the time of the incident, he had no interest or awareness in the subject of UFOs, nor did he have any knowledge of UFO activity or any strange events in the vicinity of Dickman Law. Bob has little time for those who try to explain his sightings away as a mirage or as a phantom in his mind. Indeed, it is the character of the man, this is quoting um, the police officer, That's they said that he was sensible and straightforward and as far as I was concerned, this is the chief of police who said this, as far as I was concerned, I had no reason to doubt anything about what he was telling us. I spoke to neighbours who lived beside him and who had known him for years and their view was that he just would not make up a story like that. I will say, part of me really does believe him, like it sounds horrible. Yeah. But the fact that he couldn't speak and the fact that he oh, was really confused. Yeah. And the fact that he smelt something really pungent. 
makes and stroke. also based on his later health, I think he might have had a stroke. Yeah, that makes sense. That adds but up. But he did he did uh, he did draw well he But got he was art- battered, so yeah, he was absolutely battered. So like that that doesn't really explain how that might have happened to him, unless it did actually happen when he was like climbing out of that bar- barbed wire fence or that. Yeah. Know that know that I was actually dispel his story, but it's just good to but bring to up dispel like, his story. <laughs> <laughs> no, like bring up like two points of view. Play the devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did actually speak to an artist, and they drew the craft. And you, if you Google. Deckman Law UFO or Robert Robert Taylor UFO, it comes up and it does look like two wee landmines in like a classic kind of UFO. It really does look like something to Doctor Who. But this story, like I always remembered this after reading it when I was wee, and it's always kind of stuck with me. And I remember when I used to get um, the bus to Glasgow, you go, you drive past Livingston, and I'm like, I wonder which one of these hills and these woods is the one where that man nearly got abducted by a UFO. I wonder why they left him. Because he never claims that he was like not slay enough. They were like, ooh. <laughs> Ew, <that's, laughs> that, that, that was one of their outs of the week. They said fuck <laughs> the patriarchy. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was the dog just barking. Maybe the dog just, bit like, him while it was scared. Yeah, true. Sure. True. Try to wake right. him up. No, but like maybe the dog scared away the aliens. Maybe aliens are scared of dogs. We've got a hero in this story. No, but that's um, that's the wee Robert David Taylor incident. I think it's a very plausible one. He yeah. seems believable. There's he just... never ever changed anything he said. Yeah, there's just so many unexplained things in the world. UFOs, missing airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the next time we have an episode, it's going to be the Creepy Wee Podcast first birthday. Slaying. So to celebrate our birthday, we're going to come back with hopefully one that pleases. <laughs> history, <laughs> we're, we're, history we're maybe. History, like you asked, like you all asked, we're going to do history and it will be bigger and better because we both actually give a shit about what we're talking about with this one. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod. Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, TikTok is the same. And if you're interested in sending us in stories or buying merch, you can find that at the creepywepodcast.co.uk. <clears throat> She's a cold hearted snake. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.